eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. and Odyssey Insider Cody Decker. Well, we are a week and a half into the 2022 season. A lot going down. Welcome into another episode of Big Time Baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside my guy Cody Decker. Cody, uh, man, this uh, first half of this or first week and a half of the season has, I don't know, hasn't been too surprising. The teams that I think we expected to be good are, are good, and the teams that we expect to be bad are bad. As of right now, it's only what 11, 12, 13 games at this point. Mm-hmm. And another another couple of teams have been surprising. Another couple of teams on some slow starts. I'm looking at you, New York Yankees. And, uh, <laughs> you know, teams that I've really, I think, even even like areas like Vegas have faded certain teams that I think deserve yeah. a, another really good look. And I've I, two teams that immediately come to mind. Detroit Tigers, I think, is a very good baseball team that's going to cause a lot of trouble for a lot of teams in Major League Baseball throughout the season. And the Seattle Mariners are my team this year, man. I love these guys over there in the AOS. So baseball is about as exciting as it's ever been. Well, we got a lot to a lot of ground to cover today, but I, I want to talk about something first that you covered. I think you and John covered last week uh, in that Giants Padres series. The whole once a year, it feels it feels like we have to have this conversation about these quote unquote unwritten rules um and how archaic or how irrelevant or whatever your your stance is on it it popped its ugly head up again after uh the giants were really bludgeoning the padres through the first couple innings um you had a a stolen base up i think it was in the second inning that didn't really bother me at all i thought everybody was understanding that it was so early in the game you you can't really pro, you can't really have a problem with it, but there was a bunt. I think it was in the fifth that raised a lot of eyebrows, caught the 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 heat from the Padres. It certainly looked like uh, Gabe Kapler w- was telling Mauricio Dubon that he was in the wrong. But then the following day, he told the press that you know this is how we want to play baseball. And I, I want to get your take on this. I don't know what what you and John actually talked about on this, but. Um, 
there seems to be some confusion about these so-called uh, unwritten rules. Yes. And, you know, we touched on this a little bit with John, but at the end of the day, you know, you and I both played this game. We both dealt with unwritten rules. We've yeah. dealt with consequences of unwritten Absolutely. rules many times. But this was one of those scenarios. And I do remember this very vividly, this particular play, because it was in the sixth inning. Uh, sixth they, inning. You know, the they were up. The Giants were up nine runs. And here is where I get into my things, because I'm seeing both sides of this entire argument. One. Do I like unwritten rules? Do I like people getting after each other for unwritten rules? No. But on the flip side, I totally understand taking exception to being down nine runs and someone laying down a drag bunt. Without a doubt. Because there is something Gabe Kapler said. We want to be competitive. Yeah, you know, we want to fight until the end. And he is right. You got to go for everything you can. You can't let go of the jugular on any team. And but there is the aspect it, it you're talking about being competitive. There's nothing competitive about a drag bunt up nine runs. And you saw Gabe Kapler's reaction. Hell, you saw the Padres reaction. You saw Bob Melvin's reaction. They were pissed. You saw Mauricio Dubon come back in the dugout and get a stern talking to from Gabe Kapler. Certainly it, seemed like it, right? Yeah. And it seemed as though Mauricio was nodding his head up and down as if he completely understood what he did yeah. and, and, and made a mistake. And then Gabe Kapler came out the next day and defended his guy. Uh, one, one, first things first, kudos to Gabe Kapler. I think everything he said was right. Right. Two, I love that he went out and defended his player, and I hope that Absolutely. Tony LaRusso can immediately learn something from this. Absolutely. Three, do not bunt up, down, up nine runs. Don't do it. It's just stupid. It's not competitive. There's nothing about it that's competitive. If anything, it just seems as though you're trying to catch, chase your own stats and raise your own average. So if, if it, honestly, to me, it seems more of a selfish play than a team play. Um, four, on top of that, um, listen, the, the, the Padres, I, I'm a little confused on why the Padres of all teams are so angry because this is a mm. team that breaks more unwritten mm. rules than any five teams. This is a team that two years ago hit the grand slam up, uh, up five runs with, uh, yeah, on a three Oh count. And everyone was mad at them. And everyone's like, well, what, 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 what unwritten rules, unwritten rules are stupid. You can't play <laughs> both sides. Padres. They're either unwritten rules or there aren't. You can't be mad and happy at the same time. Stop being stupid. <laughs> that's a, that's, that is a hundred percent a fair argument to have in terms of what happened two years ago and what happened in that, in that first or second series uh, against the giants. Of the year, I'll say this: um, I like what Gabe did because, as a manager, you do have to at least project that you have your, your your guys back, and and they know it. It's one thing to say something to them um, in private, but it's a completely different thing to go public with it. And we saw the ramifications of that last year uh, with the White Sox and Tony Larusa. Um, now it worked out for them; they, those guys seem to be able to get get over it, but. I say this, I think too many times when we, we start talking about the unwritten rules, the the competitive aspect gets lost in this. Regardless of what sports you're playing, nobody likes to get beat down, right? And and when you feel like somebody's rubbing it in, of course you're going to be mad about it. There, there's there's no unwritten rule about that. Like there's that is just the concept of competitive sports right you, you you're not gonna you don't want nobody kicking you while you're down um secondly I, I think technically 
when Gabe says this is how we want to play, uh, I think he's he's 100% right. That's, that is how they want to play. I think every team wants to keep their foot on the gas and, 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 and play their best baseball. However, like you said, I don't know how Bunning is getting you there, right? Um, and the other thing that I think complicates it, complicates this whole situation because I think go, those who have played the game understand the rules. They understand why they exist, at least most of them. Some of them, I think you and I both agree, are just stupid. They, they never have made sense, but that's neither here or there. I think for the public that's on the outside looking in that doesn't understand it, it certainly doesn't help things when Gabe is at it, least it visually looks like he is um, coming down on, on Dubon, but then publicly saying something different because it keeps this narrative that, you know, baseball's archaic and they have these stupid rules that don't make sense to anybody who hasn't played. So now we have to have the conversation. Ken Rosenthal kind of wrote an article about, you know, basically praising Gabe Kapler for his uh, throwing away of the unwritten rules. The reality is, is that those rules are never going to go away. And here's why. That competitive element that we talked about will always exist. So no matter how, you know, times change and and we move forward in, in how we compete with one another, um, that element's never going to go away because ultimately we're all playing this sport because we like to compete. And so I just feel like sometimes it's disingenuous when we we start to have this conversation about um, unwritten rules, being archaic, being this or that. It's, it is the way the game is governed. It's just, there's, there's no getting around that. And it's governed that way because guys are, these are some of the most competitive people in, in the world. So, I don't see how it ever changes, honestly. Like, this has been going on from, I don't know, the 20s through the 30s, 40s, all the way up here to 2022, and it hasn't changed. Times have changed, but those those that competitive thing will never change. Absolutely. And it's not just – and by the way, I know, I know people point at baseball because baseball seems to be the, the main culprit of this, but it's not the case. I mean, look at basketball. Yeah. If a, team, if a team is down 30 points and the home team that's up 30 points goes ahead and slams a dunk over somebody's head and breaks the backboard, a fight is going to break <laughs> out. Or, or, or even, even, even if a, a guy gets a breakaway uh, layup with about two minutes left or and, and he decides to – throw a ball off the backboard and do a windmill. Guess what? Somebody's going to have a problem. The only sport that really doesn't have these issues is football and hockey. You know why? Because within their rules, they can take care of that stuff and it's completely legal. So it just kind of goes by, goes over people's heads, but it happens all the time in those sports. So Absolutely. I think baseball takes the, the, the brunt of it because it, you know, it's supposed to be the gentleman's sport and this, that, and the other. But, you know, I, I just think it's, the, the more of these articles I see that are asking, why do these rules exist? They don't make sense. Well, they don't make sense to people who've never played. I promise you, the reason why they also still exist is because despite the, you know, six or seven guys that these that that may be interviewed and say they don't like the rules or they don't understand them, there's a reason why teams continue to have retaliation back to because not most of the guys in the league. Even if they don't necessarily agree with all of them, they understand them. And that's why these this this will keep coming up year after year after year. And so I just at some point we gotta dead this conversation. And 
You know, the other thing, Cody, is you and I played in a league at that time that I think across the board, there was an understanding of what was cool, what was not cool. But now we got different organizations kind of having their own, I don't want to say their own rules, but their their own meaning to the rules and how they are actually portrayed. Because as you said, the, the Giants will say, hey, this we want to keep the, the gas pedal on. The Padres will even say we want to keep the gas pedal on. But then you have a White Sox that's like, hey, we're playing the game within these guidelines. And so as Bob Melvin, I think he put it perfectly. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. We just have a difference of opinion. <laughs> yes. It's just, just going to keep happening, though. That's my point. But it's the other thing about those unwritten rules and the retaliations and all these things that I think fans don't quite understand. They're not for the fans. Right. It's, exactly. it's honestly it's it's for the players to police themselves. And I know right. some of it seems archaic and it is. There's a lot yeah. of it that is archaic and childish, I might add. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we are archaic and childish. <laughs> We're baseball players. <laughs> All right, let's, enough of the serious conversation. <laughs> let's jump into the West Coast of baseball, which a lot of people believe is the best coast, especially in, in the game of baseball. Do Ooh. Dodgers, Giants, still doing what they do, right? I mean, I think you and I both agree the Dodgers were going to – there's no surprise there. But the Giants, despite losing a, a, a Chris Bryant, a Kevin Gosman, are still playing some quality baseball. I saw it up close and personal. They – dissected you Darvish uh in his second start uh, of the year putting up and that was in the game by the way that we we were having this discussion about they got that lead on on you Darvish Giants man they just they just keep finding a way to win ball games you another name you mentioned not being there uh how about Buster Posey isn't yeah there? yeah how about that one H how about Evan Longoria starting the year on the on the IL I mean this is this is half the team they had last year, and they're still not going away. It's just a massive credit to what that organization is just doing with that quote-unquote raised model slash Dodgers yeah. model slash Giants model. Just incredible what these two teams can do. But yeah, Dodgers, best team in baseball. They're just, I, I feel like they're never going to lose again. And and I don't even love their starting rotation at the moment. Yeah. It, seems, yeah. it seems as though a Gonsolin start game is a bullpen game. Um and this team, seven and three, they haven't even started swinging the bat well yet. Every Just time I every time I see Freddie Freeman, I'm, I'm seeing singles. Like I, I, he hadn't even got to hitting the ball at the ballpark yet. I don't know if Mookie's got going yet. I haven't seen him uh, really really heat up yet. Yeah, Justin this Turner too. These three guys have done nothing so far this season, and they're still steamrolling guys. They've scored like forty runs on the weekend. It's just they're scary. Uh, to I be watched. Honest. I watched him dissect Hunter Green, who was throwing pellets at uh, anywhere between 100 and 102. And by the sixth inning, they got to him. And it was a methodical approach. These guys were, you know, fighting, battling. And eventually they got him down in the zone. Because obviously when you're throwing that hard and you're up in the zone, it's just going to be tough to deal with. I don't care who you are. But eventually they got him down in the zone and they just – Went ahead, picked away. I think they ended up scoring seven runs when that game was all said and done. And it's 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 uh it's an old it's an old hat at this point, but it's a very good one, man. These these cats just they just figure out different ways. Them and the Giants uh have been impressive to start. Now, the next best team besides those two is actually beginning a series against the Giants uh starting today. The New York Mets. Now, I think Every I feel like the last couple of years we've said the Mets, this this is the team. This is the team that should be winning the East, and they have failed us miserably. Uh, they they seem to be uh, at least headed in the right direction to start this season. 
you know, losing to Grom at the beginning of the year hurts. Hurts a lot. And not, not only that, Hurts is a baseball fan. Because remember last year how we were talking about DeGrom those first two months? We were seeing something we've never seen. I know we talked about what Otani did last year as being superhuman. Yeah. We weren't even talking about Otani for the first two months of the season. That's how good DeGrom was. Um, it was just incredible. And now adding Max Scherzer, you know what you have with Max Scherzer. And what, but having the chance to see Tyler McGill kind of come out of his shell a little bit these first couple of starts, and he's going tonight, I'm, I'm looking very forward to seeing what he can do, not to mention a guy we never talk about for some reason. Taiwan Walker is a stud over there with the Mets. He's been a yeah. stud since he's yeah. joined that team. Um I, I like this team and this team's offense, man. Lindor looks like he's back to being Lindor. Marte is a beast. Everywhere uh, Marte goes, man, he just he, he makes the team better. Everywhere he goes, he makes the team better. It's unreal. He, and also, by the way, I, I feel like we don't actually mention this either. Um, that guy's a unit and a half. You, you ever see him outside of a uniform? <laughs> yes, Sweet I have. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, he's uh, he's well put together. You know, and you mentioned the pitches that we didn't mention Bassett. The, the, oh, the, yeah. The kid they got from Oakland. He's been lights out. And so you're, they're doing this all without Jacob DeGrom. Who, and they don't even know when he's going to get back. He's got the stress fracture in his shoulder. They have no idea when they're going to get him back yet. They've had all four of those starters you mentioned step up. The offense has been what we thought it would be last year. Remember, that was the main issue last year. They they got good pitching last year when they had Stroman and, and, mm-hmm. and, and Walker and those guys in, in that rotation. They couldn't hit. They couldn't hit. And that was the most mind-blowing thing that we thought. But now, at least through the first 10 games they've played, they have hit. And but, that makes them an extremely dangerous team, especially in that city of New York. Uh, now – What's funny, though, real quick, Tony, is yeah, that team last year we thought was going to rake. We looked at that lineup and like, this is an unreal lineup. You know, you, you got you got Dom Smith. You got you got Pete Alonzo. You got Lindor. Now you yeah. got those three guys and you're adding on the following names. Marte, you're adding on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, how about Escobar? A, a right. real right. solid right. switch hitting guy. Like this team is just loaded to the gills, man. Now, I'm not going to ask. It's too early. I'm not a big fan of power rankings in general, but especially not, you know, a week and a half <laughs> into the season. But aside from those three, is there any other team that, that's caught your eye uh, from a from from the international league side? Yeah, and it's pissing me off because I don't want this team to catch my eye and I want them to go away. <laughs> who's, who's that? We can't pretend that the Colorado Rockies are not six and three right now. <laughs> Oh man, Dick Monford has done it again. I, uh, it, it's hard to figure out exactly what the Rockies were doing, but I guess when you when they're playing this well this early, it gives some it gives some credence to. I still don't understand it per se, but they have won some games. And listen, you never really know what you're going to get from a team out in Colorado. You just don't like they they'll come out of nowhere and have an offensive juggernaut. They'll be able to pitch. And then it'll disappear. Now, is this real? I don't know. But you certainly you certainly got to give them some credit early in the season. They've played some pretty good baseball. Yes, they have. And they've been swinging it great. And by the way, of all of the signs, I know a lot of people were looking at the Chris Bryant sign as a big thing for them. That wasn't the sign that made me go like, oh, nice. I mean, it confused me. But the sign, <laughs> right. that, but right. the, the sign that made me go, oh, nice, was just reloading a player they already had. And that's CJ Crone, a power, right-handed power hitter who constantly puts up 30 to 40 every Every year, yet no one wants for some reason. 
Yeah, it's it's um they've put together a a, a roster in which especially the Brian thing as you said it was confusing, right? Because it was not what a year ago that they that they moved off of Arenado and paid fifty million to get him up off and, of their and roster. couldn't secure story or make a trade to get back a haul for him. Yeah, so so it it didn't make any sense. So then when they signed Brian, it was just like, okay, are you guys trying? What are you guys trying to do here? Because you, you, all signs pointed to that you wanted to dump salary. You didn't want salary. Now this tells me you you actually do want salary. You are trying to win. And listen, uh, one of my favorite managers doesn't get enough credit uh, for <laughs> the teams that he guides a lot of time. But Bud Black. Gotta be feeling pretty good right now. I say a week and a half into the season. Now, will it last? I'm not sure. I think we'll find out in these coming months. But certainly, uh, they deserve a nod at least in the first week and a half. How about the Cardinals, Braves, Marlins, Padres? We just talked about the Rockies. Um, in terms of the Cardinals, I haven't seen them enough yet. I have watched the Braves. This is still a very dangerous lineup, man. Mm-hmm. One through nine. Uh, they haven't gotten going yet. But I tell you what, man. Their starting pitching is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, is. they got a bunch of young dudes. The Padres, uh, they 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 beat up Morton pretty good, who was their best starter, uh, or one of their best starters. Uh, but the two young guys that came after, I think it was all Elder last night. It was uh, was it Kyle? Gosh, I gotta remember his last name. But he th- th- he was they were pretty good, man. And they gave the Padres a lot of t- a lot of problems. They only scored two runs. In the last three games, one of them they got a win in, but certainly that's a team that as and and right by the way, Ronald Acuna is not even back yet. Yeah. He just left for a rehab assignment uh, yesterday. So this team is uh is pretty good. Ian Anderson was on that that rotation as well. Um, this team is this team is good, man. I, tell you, I won't be surprised that they're them and the Mets are are, are going at each other down the stretch here because. Um, they got a lot of talent, man. They really do. Let's remember that this team won the World Series last year, and at the trade deadline, they were roughly ten games under five hundred. And this team currently is only five game, one game under five hundred without Ronald Acuna Jr. And by the way, currently this team's better than they were last year. So I think they're going to be just fine despite the five and six start. Obviously, the Padres are a pretty damn good team. There's currently six and five. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of teams throughout this league that are just. A lot better than we've given credit for. I really, again, the Rockies are starting to intrigue me. I think think it's going to fall to pieces again like we (laughs) expect it to. And then we can get back to our our tried and true ongoing bit of poor Bud Black has never given a team. But, man, honestly, it's pissing me off. I want them to stop doing this because they're making me look bad. Yeah, no, no doubt. By the way, the kid's name is Kyle Wright. He was another Mm. starter that, that was very impressive uh in his start so listen those those two those three four teams we talk about the Padres they are I think they're they're right where they 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 should be right you know you talk about the Cardinals a little bit that offense can go toe-to-toe with just about any team in Major League Baseball with the exception of maybe the Dodgers but man they they're swinging it real good yeah no and listen they got the to me they have the best defensive outfield in all of baseball uh they they got some guys with with Bader and O'Neal uh they can go get it man and 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 obviously you know it doesn't hurt to add a even even in his elder statesman doesn't hurt to add a DH like Albert Pujols in there and who no. by the way is his raking to start the season so amazingly yes he's, he's he's back at home doing his thing let's slide over to the AL 
Um, Rangers, team that stood out so far. Uh, I, the Angels have stood out so far. And how about this? We've been on their heads for the last few years because clearly they have a, a, a phenomenal offense. But the pitching has always been a little suspect. Now, all of a sudden, you got Otani at the top of that staff. Syndergaard has looked terrific through his first couple of starts. Their team that, that I'm keeping my eye on, especially in the AL West, where I think things are as wide open as they've been in quite some time, because the Astros have dominated that division. Uh, and, and, and so now you're looking at it, and this this division with the Seattle Mariners, the Astros are still a good team. The Angels, they could they could make a run at this division. They could, especially with that offense. Uh, they're pitching. You know, you mentioned Otani and Syndergaard, but after that, their bullpen kind of yeah, <laughs> their bullpen it gets a little thin. Yeah, it, it gets a little shaky post those two names, and that and we're also assuming that both those names can stay healthy stay all healthy, year. Yeah, and I, I yeah. desperately want them to because I want to see I want to see the Angels in the playoffs desperately. I'd love to see a change of the guard in the AL West. In fact, I even bet on a change of the guard in the AL West. I went ahead and took the Mariners at plus four fifty earlier this year because I one. love this team. Dude, I think this is a team that's going to finally get a chance to get in the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. I love the Mariners currently sitting, you know, they're off to the same start as everyone else in the division. Everyone's about 500. Angels are six and four. Astros five and four. Seattle five and five. So there's a little bit of parity in there. The only team really that hasn't really done anything yet is the Texas Rangers, who's currently two and seven, despite the fact they went out and spent a ton of money on some offense. But we can kind of look at that offense and and pitching staff and know they're at least another year, year and a half away but i i gotta say the the al west intrigues me and i have not been intrigued in the al west in quite not in a while time. right yeah <laughs> there's really been no reason do you make a good point about the rangers as as the as splashy of moves that they made during the offseason bringing in seager uh bringing in simeon um they still are a year away those are just two pieces that eventually will help you kind of you know move along to get into the playoffs and deep but there's still a few more moves that have to be made and they seem to be taking the right approach they spent some money this year they didn't spend as much as they could right and, and so there'll be some money to spend next year if they need to add to that well when they need to add to that pitching i think they're hoping on young guys like hearn the lefty who's who's in that rotation will come along quicker and then speed up that process but two and seven although I don't expect I didn't expect them to be great right away. I am surprised that they're two and seven. That's a uh, that's you know that's good enough for last in that division. So, uh, oh, even Oakland still finding a way to be at five hundred at uh -huh. this point, which that team is is pretty much trying their best to get out of <laughs> to get out of winning games. It seems like they're they trying their, their best to get out of <laughs> Oakland. Like they're yeah. they're doing everything they can to not win and have a fan base. Yet they're still figuring out a way. Hell, here's the. the Pirates are even figuring out a way to stay 500 right now. Here's the cold part about Oakland trying to get out. You know, in order to get out of a place, you got to have a place to go. And although Vegas is looking for a team, do they are they really looking to bring in the ownership of the Oakland A's at this point? It, it would seem like that wouldn't be the type of move uh, Las Vegas would would pull, right? You it's would, one thing to, yeah. to bring in a Raiders organization that's all time. They got a Davis still running the show, but... All of the problems Oakland had with the, the ownership for, uh, for the athletics, I don't know if they even want the team. 
at in, that point. In my personal opinion, I think Vegas is a great city for an expansion. I think there's like yeah. five cities yeah. that we should be already. The fact that we haven't had expanded in Major League Baseball in the last 20 years is a little you know, strange to me. We have so many of the best baseball players and athletes we've ever had. You're telling me we can't at least fill another three Major League teams right now in major market cities like a Portland, Oregon, a Montreal, Canada, a Mexico yeah. City, Mexico, uh, yeah. Las Vegas. Nevada, Nashville, Charlotte. I mean, there's there are major markets that are ready to go. And obviously, Vegas is right at the top of that list. All right. Before we get out of here, we, we wouldn't have a big time baseball show if we didn't talk about the Yankees. And you kind of mentioned them a little bit earlier in the show. But uh, they get beat. They lose two or three to the Baltimore Orioles, who by most people's standards uh, aren't trying to win very many games either. But however, they took two or three from the Yankees. Um, what's your thought on, on the Yankees, man? Is this team going to live up to the potential that they have at the last couple of years? Uh, one, I'm going to, I'm going to answer this question with a one word answer blindly right out the gate. And then I want to explain myself. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. The answer is no, because already, and I actually talked, said this the other day, I was on New York radio the other day. I got to spend four hours on WFAN co-hosting with Craig Carton, and it was an amazing awesome. experience. And I got yeah. a, a lot of great phone calls from New Yorkers throughout the entire show. Here's what I know about just all New York fan bases, uh, specifically, do, uh, specifically uh, the Yankees and Mets. Both sides are absurdly delusional on the exact opposite side of the spectrum. In, <laughs> Give to explain. Yeah, in that the Mets fans are delusional and saying every year, this is the year. This is the year we're going to do it. Look at this team. We got them. We got to do it. The Mets, baby. <laughs> Where on the other side, the Yankee fans are more like, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We already did it. We already did it. We're the Yankees. We already won the championship and the next 28 championships. <laughs> it's just the weirdest dichotomy that like one side is always the underdog. One side's always the king, yet they're not the king. They, they, they act like they've won every championship the last hundred years. They haven't even been in the World Series in 12. Yeah, no, New York, the New York fan base is is, is delusional, Special. as you said, on both sides. <laughs> and, and, and that's the that's the interesting part, right? The Mets are of the of the thought process. Mets fans are of the thought process, almost like, yes, this is the year, but when is the bad stuff going to happen? Like mm -hmm. they're they're bracing for it. Whereas Yankee fans, it almost like it surprises them when their team is like ends up not out of it. Even if they've been watching every game of the entire season, at the end of the year, if their play, team is not in the playoffs, they will be absolutely stunned. It's amazing. Every year. That fan base is a victim of their dominance in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's something to say that their dominance in the 90s and 2000s were so staggering that the previous 120 years of Yankees <laughs> didn't even matter. That's how that's how dominant they were during that time. But keep in mind, that was during a time where they were really the only team that owned their own television network. So when it comes to money, they had more money than any two teams combined. That is not the case anymore. Yeah, no, it's teams. Teams have caught up, and more importantly, teams have found other ways to be competitive besides spending boatloads of money in spring training, and that's been the biggest difference, I think, in terms of people catching up to the Yankee. That Yankees run of the of the nineties, teams figured out ways they can they can still be competitive. So 
We certainly will see how that rocks. It's only been a week and a half. Lots of baseball to go. We're going to shut it down for this episode of Big Time Baseball. Cody, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Decker6 and, of course, Instagram Antihero Baseball. And also check out everything I'm doing for Odyssey and all these shows all over the place. Most importantly, like, share, and subscribe to Big Time Baseball on your favorite platforms, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Oh, and also, by the way, quick question before we completely shut out. Yeah. Do you think the, the Yankees will be okay? Because there is one thing that scares me. You know how the the sticky stuff uh, thing was always Garrett Cole's controversy? Yeah. I think that should be shifted to Chapman's controversy now, the way he's throwing the ball. Yeah, he has not looked good. And it's, it's, uh, it's um, when you've had a, a dominant closer like that, and all of a sudden he's not dominant anymore. And listen, he could get it back, but he certainly hasn't looked good to start. Uh, and you couple that with the issues you already have, yeah, Aaron Boone's probably probably not feeling great right now, for yeah, sure. For tough. sure. But there's plenty of time to go, plenty of time to go. You can catch me uh, on Twitter at Tony Gwynn Jr., on IG at Tony underscore Gwynn Jr., 9 to 5. Excuse me, not 9 to 5. That'd be way too long. <laughs> wow. Dude, you are doing <laughs> so much radio. <laughs> 2 to 6, Monday through Friday on 97.3, the fan out here in San Diego. You can also catch me on the radio broadcast with the Padres. We'll catch you next week. Cody and I will have more baseball for you then. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.